0: Hello and welcome to St. Francis Catholic Chat. This is Father Casey.
1: And I'm Sheila. You know,
0: I always notice that I say this is Father Casey and Sheila says I'm Sheila. Is that a conscious choice? No. Really? You not. just do it? You just say I'm Sheila?
1: Yeah, I think that's how I introduce myself. I don't say that's, this is Sheila.
0: Well, <laughs> no, but if you're doing it to like this, this is Father Casey and you say I'm Sheila, which is how you would do it in um, Spanish or in Italian, you know.
1: Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: so in, in Espanol, digo, soy Padre Miguel. Or in... Um, Italian, it would be sono padre Michele. Both of those, it's like, interesting because in other languages, I use um, first name, father first name instead of father last name because Casey doesn't translate well. Wait, what does it translate to? Casey. Eh? <laughs>
1: oh, I like it better in
0: English. <laughs> yeah, no, it's much better. Well, no, yeah, Casey is uh, it's Irish, actually, so I think you like it in Irish, maybe. I don't know. But no, yeah, it doesn't translate well. So it's so, like, Michele Casey Casse. <laughs> no, no. no, no, no. Yeah, no, that's do not that. good. So we don't... um. No, but, uh, but you actually say in those languages, I am, instead of this is. Huh. So if I were to call you, I would say, like, hello, I'm Father Casey. You, what what I... do you do when you call people? You say, this is Sheila, probably. Yeah, I do. It's Sheila. Or,
1: no, be... I say, this is. Really? Yeah.
0: Hello, this is Sheila. Yep. Father Casey, this is Sheila. Uh, okay, well, so in, in Italian, you would say, I'm Sheila.
1: So I just have it backwards, I guess.
0: That's fine. Whatever. Eh, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, Sheila, um, we're recording a little late today, so this is the day that it's actually supposed to come out, Thursday, um, the Memorial of St. Monica, but we're, we're a little behind because school has started. hmm It and started two days ago. So, with the beginning of school, things are um, a little busier and got a lot going on, but we're still going to get out our weekly podcast. We're going to do our best. We're going to do our best. So, one of the things um, I wanted to talk about today, because it's come up and some people have asked some questions, and it's important to... Um, I think it's a good thing to to chat about. Is the reality of baptism? Have you heard about all the controversy about baptism going on? No, you haven't. Okay, so here's what happened. Uh, about three weeks ago or so, the Vatican released a document saying that baptism, when you baptize, whenever you do a sacrament, you have to actually use like the right words. Mm-hmm.
1: You can't just make it up. Right,
0: right. So it's called form and matter. So when we have sacraments, we do form. We have to have form and matter. So the matter is the stuff that you have to use, and the form is you have to say the proper words, right, or a translation thereof. Well, um, so like, why don't you take a guess? What is the form for the Eucharist? What? what oh no, what's the matter? What? What's what would be the matter for the Eucharist? What is the stuff we need for mass to happen.
1: That would be the host, right? And the wine.
0: So bread and wine, right? You need bread and wine.
1: Mm-hmm. And what
0: would be the form?
1: The words of consecration. So this is my body. This is my blood.
0: Exactly, right? And um, similarly with um, with confession, the matter is actually your sins. And um, the prerequisite that you need to have is you have to have contrition. You need to say them out loud, you know, the whole thing. Um when then, but the form is um, the the sacramental absolute the form of absolution. Uh, I absolve you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's got to be the, and it may actually only have to be I absolve you. Uh, there's always kind of debates about like what is actually the form in its in its pure, like in the most necessary thing, because you sometimes get priests that say I absolve you of your sins or I absolve you from your sins. It's mm-hmm. um, and that's a chain. it's a different thing, but that is not part of the essential formula, so if you, but it is ex to tui, so it's from your sins, absolve you from your sins. Um, anyway, so the form and the matter, they're very important, it's kind of the the bedrock of our sacramental um, theology, like how, how we, uh, even what the sacraments even are, right? So, um, the form, uh, the the matter, what's the matter for baptism? Well, it has to be the flowing water, right? You actually have to wash someone with the water, with the baptismal waters. So you have to have an unbaptized person, <laughs> you have to pour water, it has to hit their skin, and it has to move. Um, and the form is, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, right? And that baptismal formula has come down to us from Forever. The the life of the church, the baptismal formula is, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we've always made new Christians through that baptismal formula. Well, the Vatican released a document saying that um, if you say, we baptize you, it is invalid. It would be like trying to say Mass with cookies and milk. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens. right? right? It's invalid. Or if you say, this is like my body. Right It's invalid. It, it, it means that the sacrament doesn't happen because you um, you changed not just changed the words accidentally, you've actually changed the words to the degree that you you've changed the meaning behind the words. Mm. So um, what that means so the Vatican released a, a document saying we baptize you is is invalid it's not. The sacramental formula um because in the sacraments while it may be the the agent of the sacrament may be a particular minister of the church or even in baptism the the agent can be any person in case of emergency who's the real agent of the sacrament the holy spirit christ okay wrong person the trinity but you I got close. god
1: you got, <laughs> you're you're at least you're at least gone in gone the right you're,
0: you're in the right trinity you're in Anyway, yes, Christ is the uh, agent. Gotcha.
1: So were they having problems with that? Like, were people doing that?
0: Well, the plot thickens, Sheila. So this is a, um, so you have to do that, right? And so I remember when I was in seminary, the concern was Creator, Redeemer, Sanctifier. You're not allowed to baptize people in the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier. Now look, the Father creates, the Son redeems, and the Holy Spirit sanctifies, but bit of trinitarian theology um any operations odd extra are done by the whole godhead meaning yeah we are just we're winging it a little today and we uh when father casey wings it he just goes hardcore theology (laughs) um but we uh so any operations odd extra are done by the whole godhead meaning that the father son and holy spirit all create the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all sanctify, and the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all redeem. Uh, it's the whole Godhead is involved in anything that's exterior to the Trinity. Anything interior to the Trinity, it's proper to the persons. So the Father is who? The Father of the Son, right? The Son is the Son of the Father. Together they they spirate the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um so that's an in, those are internal processions. And so when you baptize, to baptize in the name of the Creator, Redeemer, Sanctifier is not the same as baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's different. It changes it. You're, you're not referring to the internal processions. And God, our, our Lord says, God himself says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Like, don't change it. God himself said, this is how you do this, right? And this is how we've done it. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So, yes, the plot thickens because being a good student of sacramental theology, there was a priest um, somewhere in the United States of America who, when this came out, um, had seen a video or saw a video of his baptism. He had it on video. He's just, I think, a little younger than I am, and went and watched the video of his baptism and saw that he was baptized we baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now, the we is an intentional change, meaning it's not a personal action on the part of the minister, that it is meant to be an action of the entire community. And it's it actually changes. Like, it's not the community that baptizes someone. It's Christ who baptizes them through the agency of the minister. Mm. <laughs> so, it actually, the we changes it. And so, he realizes that... Um, now, given the Vatican's recent clarification, he was never baptized.
1: That is extremely scary. So if he was never baptized, then he was never validly ordained.
0: Correct.
1: Oh, scary.
0: Never validly confirmed. Never actually been absolved of anything because he still got his original sin and all his personal sin. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: so what did they do? Okay,
0: so the Archbishop of this diocese sent out a letter and saying apparently there was a um, transitional deacon who was doing this and that they're trying to track down all the people that he baptized now to get them all re-baptized. But it's the hardest when it comes to holy orders, right? This is... So, more sacramental theology, and this is so important to know. Like, this is because it's important to know these things because they're important to to what our our faith is. Not just a, a spiritualized faith; it, it's embodied, right? We have these sacramental principles, and the reality of the sacraments, and it's more than just like. Oh well, God's grace works in my life, and like you know, that's actually a thing. Like it's good, it's better to go to mass and be physically present and to receive Holy Communion than to watch mass on TV. Now, watching mass on TV is a helpful substitute when you're locked down, but it's better to be there in person and to actually receive our Lord, Body, Blood, Soul, and Divinity in the Most Holy Eucharist. Right? We have a sacramental faith, and so we need the sacraments. Okay. So now when. Sacramental errors work their way into holy orders, which is a sacrament which has the whole purpose of propagating the life of grace for everyone else. Then you get into big trouble, right? Mm -hmm. Then things get really, really messy. Now, what's interesting is that this is always something, and many people don't realize this, but, you know, I went to school for nine years. um, Eight before I could be a priest, and then one more because I uh, had to finish up my license in theology. But they, um, we talk about stuff, like this is... One of the easiest ways to not be caught off guard is to just be prepared for, like, to talk about all these different possibilities so that when it comes up, you're like, I know what to do, Mm -hmm. right? The easiest thing, like, this is um, the whole um, theory behind martial arts training is, like, you practice and you practice and you practice so that when you need it, on the day that you need, you you know what to do. You don't have to think about what am I supposed to do. You're like, okay, I... I don't, we don't have to wonder about this. We've already gone over in this scenario. This is why we do fire drills. Mm -hmm. So I know what to do when these things happen. So he is not ordained. So the archbishop sent out a letter um, and brought it all to light. Now, what does that mean? It means that he's not a priest. It means he's not even baptized. He, um, yeah, he's not. So he had to be, and he may have already been, I don't know. And the poor guy uh, has had his life pretty, um, he's he's gotten his 15 minutes of fame and that's pretty sad. Um, All because he did the right thing and he he brought this to the light, right? He could just be like, oh, no one needs to know that. Like, yeah, actually we do because every wedding he did, he was not able to actually be the official witness of the church, right? So all the weddings um, need to be, there's actually an ability to do a radical sanation, I believe, where you can retroactively make all those weddings valid, um, which is pretty cool. Mm. But it is, um, we'd have to check with a canon lawyer on that. But there is... um, all the And if he did any confirmations, they're invalid. Um, all the absolution he gave, invalid. All of the all the baptisms he conferred are valid if he did it in the right formula because in an emergency, any person can baptize, even an unbaptized person, right? All the masses he've said, that's just bread and wine, right? It means that anyone that's gone to Eucharistic Adoration, where he has attempted to confect the Eucharist that's being adored, you're just adoring a piece of bread. It's all a mess if he had become a bishop without knowing this all the men he would have ordained would have stayed laymen it's a me- you don't mess with baptism yeah now this is important this is very very important because this we believe Jesus said do this and if we start messing with it we like um, we, we, we start breaking apart the machine. <laughs> And it's not good. And you can say, well, isn't our faith like much deeper than that? Right? Oh, isn't it like, look, surely God isn't going to send people to hell because this person came and anointed them on their deathbed and he wasn't a real priest. It would have been no different as if the nurse had anointed them or the doctor had anointed them. Right? And what we would say is there's no difference if the doctor or the nurse or the invalidly baptized supposed priest anoints somebody on their deathbed. It's not a sacrament. It doesn't actually, it's not the instrument of the conferring of grace. But the sacraments are the order that God established for grace to be conferred, right? So God established a particular order for grace to be conferred. You get baptized, um... And, and this is where you can say baptism is necessary for salvation. Baptism is necessary for salvation. That's in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Baptism is necessary. You have to be baptized. But there's baptism by water. But then there's the baptism of blood of those who give their life for Christ. And there's baptism of desire. So you could say if this person had died not knowing that he was invalidly baptized, he could have had the baptism of desire, meaning that he was became an adopted son of God and had an infusion of sanctifying grace by God's direct action, right? Every person that he absolved of their sins, he didn't absolve them. Is it possible, Sheila, that God wiped away their sins even in that moment, even though the instrument doing it there wasn't the one doing it? Yep. Yes, totally possible. Um, But we would call that a miracle, right? What is a miracle philosophically? A miracle is when God works outside of the order he established. Right, so God establishes and writes a certain order into creation, the law of gravity. If I start flying right now, it's a miracle. It's God's direct action going outside of the order that He established. Make sense?
1: Mhm. Does make sense?
0: So if I go jump off a building, saying, "Oh no, God's gonna, God's gonna suspend gravity because of this," I'm banking on a miracle. Yeah. If we say I don't need to go to confession. God can forgive me of my sins directly. Can God forgive you of your sins directly?
1: I mean, yeah, he could. Do you but... want to
0: bank on the miracle? <laughs> no. It'd be just as smart to jump off the building and say, God can suspend the law of gravity and I'm not going to plummet to my death.
1: Let's not risk
0: it. Let's not risk Go to confession. Get baptized. Have your babies baptized. Um You know, go to Mass, receive sanctifying grace. We know that when we receive the Eucharist in a state of grace, our holiness grows. The same way, if I eat food, my Mass grows. I get bigger. I was rationing food during um, the lockdown, and so I have lost the (laughs) COVID-19. I was with a priest earlier this week who said that he gained the COVID-19. But that's what happens when you eat or you don't eat. You gain or lose weight. Mm -hmm. When you are fed by the bread of life, you are, um, we grow spiritually, right? Anointing of the sick actually does something. We should be anointed when we're sick. We should call in priests to anoint our loved ones who are sick and who are dying. Ideally, we should do it before their terminally sedated, right? The sacraments do something. Well, can God get someone to heaven even if they don't get anointed? Of course he can. But we're banking on a miracle. And God is so good. And he does these things for us. He cleans up so many of our messes, but you never bank on the miracle. And as soon as you realize that there's been a problem, you fix it. And that's exactly this priest did the exact right thing in calling the bishop and saying, "I wasn't baptized." You gotta fix it. You can't keep saying, "Oh, no one knows," and we're just gonna keep banking on miracle. Right? That's that's the. I I wouldn't if that was the case with me. I wouldn't be able to hold up what I call the Eucharist at Mass and say, Ecce Anus Day, behold the Lamb of God. Because I would know if I'm not baptized, this is a piece of bread, right? And we're, if if none of this is true, we're the most pitiable of people. We worship a piece of bread, right? It's crazy. Yeah, it is insane.
1: I can't imagine, though, like the suffering that he must be going through right now and all of the backlash that he's getting for all this. It must be terrible.
0: Yeah, and all um, the naysaying that, that, there, there was an article that said this is just petty legalism. Like, it's not petty legalism. This is obedience to Almighty God. This is not petty legalism. This is like, God gave us. If you want this to happen... Look, what happens in baptism. We, all of our sins are wiped away. All of them, original sin and personal sin, are washed away. And then we become adopted sons and daughters of God. If God says, if you want me to adopt you... These are the forms we have to fill out? You fill out the forms. You don't say, well, I'm going to just write whatever I want, and you'll still adopt me. That, what, how presumptuous is that? Uh, it's not petty legalism to say, God says if you want to be part of my family, this is the way you become part of my family. He's inviting us to be part of his family. It's not legalism to say um, that I, I, um, I'm going to do it my own way. And it's, it's so brazen. Those who decide to change, now let's hope that this person who is doing invalid baptisms was doing it out of ignorance and not out of disobedience. Um, but you don't mess with baptism. You just don't do it.
1: Yeah, obviously not. I mean, look at the effects. Look what's happening now.
0: Yeah, it's a huge mess.
1: Yeah, not cool.
0: Now, just here's um, the final point of the Father Casey rant podcast um, <laughs> that Sheila's in the sidecar for. Whoops. Um <laughs> That we, um, in the midst of all of this, though, while we don't want to be legalistic, and while we don't want to be flippant about it, we also don't want to be too, uh, we don't want to let this drive us to scrupulosity, right? We, we shouldn't um, doubt our baptism. Uh, and that's not helpful or healthy to do. Uh, a, a wise uh, professor once said, like, you don't. Don't think too much about your own baptism. Because then it's not only my baptism. Um, I was ordained a priest by a Jewish mansel. I'd have to think about his baptism.
1: Mm. I'd
0: have to think about the baptism of the person uh, or the um, baptism of the person that ordained him or consecrated him a bishop, which is Pope John Paul II. So we're, we're pretty safe there. Um, you know, there's all these things. It's just so... Uh, it's it's helpful to... Or it's, it's not healthy to to think too much about your own baptism. Um, you want to trust the grace of God. You want to trust the ministry of the church. The sacraments are meant that we can act with a certain type of certitude and confidence, right? We're going to go to adoration just a little while here, and I can act with a certain certitude and confidence that I'm not worshiping a piece of bread. I'm worshiping the body, blood, and of any of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ present in the Most Holy Eucharist. Right, we need a certain amount of um, moral certitude a, a certitude is sufficient enough to act right the same thing with marriage it's not helpful for couples to doubt whether or not they've actually were married mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you said the words and you followed the canonical form if you're Catholic you're married well I know but maybe I would, like no no moral certitude you you ha- is sufficient enough to act right and um If we get too scrupulous about these things where, so we don't want to be, we don't want to be, don't be flippant, but don't be scrupulous. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't, God loves us so much. And so we shouldn't like super worry in that way. But we do have to have reverence. Um, Maybe this is just like, come back to, we we need reverence for the sacraments and for the mystery that God has entrusted to us. And just don't mess around with it, right? Um, We don't, we don't change it. And it's important sacraments are important and they've been given to us by God himself and yeah we need to we need to treat them with respect and reverence
1: yeah 100% agree I'm not going to disagree with that well thanks everyone for joining us today we really had a great Father had a great talk. I had a great listen.
0: Oh dear. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. Father's also in a rush, which is probably why he was talking a lot more. So, um I don't even know how long we've gone, but we probably have gone as long as I said I wanted to go because I do have to I have to run to my next thing. But we wanted to get this out today. And um I just want to give Sheila a really quick shout out to my my Aunt Grace. Um she is listening. Grace is her nickname. Her real name's Krista um but she is a new listener to the podcast today maybe her first podcast and so she gets to sit and listen to me rant for whatever we're at like what 20 minutes or so
1: 22 minutes 22
0: minutes she gets to listen to me rant for 22 minutes about baptism so i want to give a special shout out uh to my grace if she made it this far if she didn't then um somebody tell her that she got shouted out all right so um from saint francis catholic i'm father casey and this is sheila god bless